Chronicles of the Awakened is an ongoing story-based podcast that is a work of fiction. It is created and narrated by J.A. Larocque. This podcast is powered by Obsolete Gamer and the Mascot Studios Podcast Network. You can find this podcast on Himalaya, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are found. Chapter 42 The Demonic Barrier Mia swings her sword, cutting through the chest of the demonic shell. The shell staggers backwards as Chase's blade pierces through the back of the shell and exiting out the front. Chase glances a smirk as she pulls the blade from the shell's body as it turns brittle and shatters into small sparks of light. One more, Chase says gleefully. I've got this. Chase rushes the last demonic shell and readies her blade to strike. Just as her blade is about to reach the demonic shell, a flash of light precedes Mia's arrival. Mia grabs Chase's blade with her bare hand, stopping its movement. No, Mia says. We are taking this one with us. Mia removes a small coin-shaped device from her pocket and quickly places it on the shell's forehead. Streams of blue light surrounds the shell as its body convulses as if struck by lightning. The shell falls to the ground motionless as Chase watches on. What the hell was that? Chase asks, staring at the blue light surrounding the demonic shell. Is it a new weapon? No, not a weapon, Mia answers. Naveen and Lola have been working on a device that can temporarily shut down the functions of lesser demonic shells. Chase points the tip of her sword at the head of the fallen shell. Why? Chase asks. These things are evil and should be no, Mia says grabbing Chase by the wrist. How many times do I need to tell you? Not all shells are evil. Chase tries to pull away from Mia, but cannot escape her grip. Chase stops the flow of life energy to her sword, allowing it to become brittle and then shatter. I know. I'm... I'm sorry, Chase says. But they are shells. Like, as in a shell of their formal self. Mia releases her grip on Chase's wrist and kneels down next to the demonic shell. Chase, come here. I want you to see. Mia says, pointing toward the demonic shell. Look at her, Mia continues. See who this person was, not just what she was forced to become. Chase returns her sword hilt to its holster and crosses her arms. She looks down at the demonic shell, seeing a young woman, her face twisted and disfigured by the shell process. I see her, Chase says. But we cannot do anything for any of them, except give them death. That'll bring them peace, right? Peace. Is that what you are doing? Mia asks. Well, we are hoping we can do more than just that. A tear in space opens in front of them. Mia lifts a shell over her shoulder and walks towards the portal. I understand your pain and that your angry chase, Mia begins. However, 
Vengeance is not our mission here. If we can save a human soul, a demonic shell, or a demonic itself, then that is what we need to do. Do not let your anger blind you to the people that you can save. Mia enters the portal as Chase looks on. She has been an angelic for less than a year, and in that time her sole focus has been to become more powerful in order to destroy those who prey on the weak and the innocent. Chase was taught that demonic shells can be created from any human soul, be it willingly or forcibly. Chase has resigned herself to believe that only death could free a demonic shell, which allowed her to focus on the fight, not the people she was fighting. A short time later, Mia and Chase enter the elevator inside the campus. Chase stares down at a demonic shell draped over Mia's back. So, what will happen next? Chase asks. Listen, Chase. You need to focus on controlling your emotions. I know it's easier said than done, but learning to do so will help you so much more than you realize. I want you to go to the training room and work on the meditation techniques that I taught you. I will see you soon. The elevator comes to a stop and the doors open. Chase can see the training room in the distance. It is clear Mia has no intention to tell Chase what she plans to do with a demonic shell. Fine, Chase says as she exits the elevator. The elevator doors close. Mia shakes her head. She worries about Chase's instability. Though Chase has great power, Mia knows far too well what can happen when the anger inside and a need for revenge overtakes the calm and control needed to control life energy and to be an angelic. The opening of the elevator door snaps Mia from her thoughts. Beverly stands at the elevator door, blocking Mia's exit. I am not comfortable with this, Beverly says. Beverly steps aside, allowing Mia to pass. The two walk down the long hallway towards a large laboratory in the distance. I know, Beverly, but how else can we hope to undo the demonic shell process without doing this? Beverly and Mia enter the laboratory. Mia walks to the center of the room and lays the demonic shell down inside a glass-like capsule. Beverly stands in the doorway. Her eyes scan over all the equipment surrounding the room. We are experimenting on a sentient being, Beverly says. I know, I know. I was on board with this when you and Lola and Naveen brought this to me. But it... It feels wrong. Not only are we keeping this from others, but if something goes wrong, I... I have no idea what might happen. I understand your hesitation, Beverly, Lola says entering the room. But we've tried manipulating demonic energy without a sentient host before. And the results provided nothing. Even Mia volunteered for extensive scanning of her life energy, but that does not help us with our goal of reversing the shell process. If there is another way, I would be happy to try it, 
Mia says. The thought of experimenting on a human soul is offensive to me as well. During the war, my father told me about people being kidnapped and used as guinea pigs for all kinds of experiments. This was done by the Federation and the Alliance factions. I would never consider this if there was another way. We all know that for a demonic shell, termination is the only way to free that soul. And by doing that, we destroy the soul. It will never pass on to the afterlife. But if we can somehow reverse the process, even just to the point where the soul will be accepted by the Reaper, then is it not worth the risk? Lola guides Mia over to a small, metallic-like table, positioned next to the capsule containing the demonic. Mia lays on the table as Lola connects a series of wires to Mia's body. It's just that this is dangerous for Mia as well, Beverly continues. I know you have the purest concentration of white life energy out of all of us, but to try and... I, I don't know. What is the term? Cleanse? The demonic of corruption? To do that, to clear all of that from a shell is extremely dangerous. Mia could become corrupted herself. Her life energy can become unstable. There are just so many risks. There are always risks, Beverly, Lola says as she looks over the various readings and vital signs on the numerous computer screens. We've ran tests as well as hundreds of simulations. This is our best option. I promise you both, at the first sign of risk to Mia, I will pull the plug. But we have to try. Mia turns her head to Beverly and nods, hoping to calm Beverly's fears. I'll be okay, Beverly, Mia says. I promise. Alright, Lola says. Let's begin. Lola begins entering the calculations into the computer. Mia's body begins to glow, a bright, brilliant white light. Inside the capsule, the demonic shell begins to convulse. Its dull, dark crimson glow is overtaken by Mia's white life energy. Mia, what are you feeling? Beverly asks. I... I can feel her... her pain. My god, it's... it's so strong. She's in... she's in agony. Lola begins making adjustments on the instruments connected to Mia. Beverly walks over and begins monitoring the data on the computer screens. It is working, albeit slowly, Lola says. The demonic energy within the shell is down 7%, and so far I'm not getting any corruption readings from Mia's life energy. Mia? Are you sure you're not in any pain? Beverly asks. No. I can feel her pain, but it's not... Mia pauses and closes her eyes. I'm trying to connect directly with her soul, but something's repelling me. It's as if I'm being 
blocked. Lola rushes over and makes additional adjustments on the instruments connected to the capsule. This was expected, Lola says. The demonic process traps the human soul, suppressing its will and life energy. Mia, you will have to break through the barriers created by the demonic process. Then you can perform a retrieval and free the soul from its prison. Mia winces as she tries to go deeper into the demonic shell's soul. Beverly stares at Mia's vitals as they begin to fluctuate. Mia's being affected, Lola, Beverly says. Her life energy is beginning to show signs of instability. She's fine, Lola retorts. We knew breaking through the demonic barriers would cause some instability, which is why Mia was the perfect choice. She can take it. Mia begins to shake as she draws closer to the heart of the soul. I, I see images, Mia begins. Flashes of her life, but it's, it's so fragmented. But I know her now. At least her name. Lisette. So much pain and anger. Mia screams as her eyes flash a crimson red. Beverly rushes over to Mia's side and reaches out towards her. No, Lola shouts. If you touch her, you may destabilize the energy chain between Mia and the shell, harming them both. Shut it off, Beverly yells. Lola frantically rushes between the various instruments and her computer. I can stabilize them, Lola says. I just need to... What have you done to me? Mia yells in a distorted voice. Beverly raises the palm of her hand towards the capsule. A small tear forms in the palm of Beverly's hands. Shut it down, Lola, Beverly yells. Or I will. Lola shuts off their equipment. Beverly pulls the wires from Mia's body then places her hands on Mia's shoulders. It's okay, Beverly says as her hands begin glowing white. I've got you. You're okay. Mia's eyes shine white for a moment before returning to normal. I'm okay, Mia says. I was almost there. I, I touched the barrier, but the soul beyond it was in, it was in torment, long before becoming a demonic. Beverly continues feeding Mia life energy as she turns her head to Lola. What were you thinking? Beverly scolds Lola. Mia isn't one of your laboratory experiments. She's a living being. Lola hangs her head. Mia reaches out and touches Beverly on her arm. Don't blame her. Mia begins. I wanted to do this as much as she. I knew the risks and were willing to accept them. Lola, what did the reading say? Lola slowly walks over to the main computer and looks at the screen. Your life energy was burning away the corruption, just as we speculated it would. But something happened when you interacted with the barrier. I need to run some tests, but 
it appears as if the barrier is being reinforced on both ends. What does that mean? Beverly asks. It means Lisette's own soul is reinforcing the demonic barrier, Mia answers. I could feel her pain, her anger, and in the flashes of images, I saw violence, hatred, and death. The demonics must have sought her out because of her damaged soul. It's possible Lisette was so damaged that she was willing to become a shell, or perhaps even a full demonic. Yes, it is possible, Lola says. Demonics will convert any human soul to a shell, but if it can find a soul that has the potential to store high amounts of red life energy, then that is highly coveted. Also, we don't know what Lisette was in her past life. The pain Mia felt may have been inflicted on her, or given out by her, or both. It is even possible that Lisette wanted to become a full demonic, but was too unstable. And this process was the next best thing. Beverly helps Mia to a sitting position. She stares at Mia, still concerned about her condition. There are far too many variables, Beverly says. I knew there was a chance we could encounter someone that willingly wanted to become a demonic shell. But I admit, I pushed that from my mind because of how offensive the thought was. We have to end this, Lola. This isn't worth the risk to Mia. No, Mia says. Not yet. Listen, Beverly, I understand your concern for me. But this isn't like a doctor treating a patient. We have never examined a demonic shell this closely. What if this barrier is present in all demonic shells? If we can shatter it, it will reveal the true nature of the human soul, Lola interjects. Maybe we were going about this the wrong way. Cleansing of the red life energy does not guarantee a purified soul. Many angelics have high levels of red life energy and are just fine. I believe we should change our strategy, focus on shattering the barrier, and then seeing the result. Am I the only voice of reason? Beverly asks, exacerbated. See the result? Are we just guessing and hoping now? This experiment failed. After all the tests and simulations. And now you just want to try something else? That is why we are here, Beverly, Mia says. We save human souls and fight demonics, but their armies are endless. If we can find a way to shatter the demonic barrier around the human soul, we can free every soul taken by a demonic. Yes, some of those human souls may be evil, but that is a risk worth taking. Otherwise, this war will go on forever. Beverly shakes her head in disbelief. She walks to the door before turning back. I can't be a part of this, Beverly says. I know war. 
when I was a doctor for the Alliance. I healed both allies and enemies during the global war. I knew that the Alliance experimented on humans, and there was nothing I could do to stop that, but I would never be part of it. I'm here to heal. Don't get me wrong. I want to end this war. I want to end this suffering. But there are no shortcuts. You either take the time and do it right, or you don't. Right or wrong, you two will have to decide which side you're on. Beverly leaves. Mia slowly stands and walks over to Lola, who begins entering a new series of calculations into the computer. We are doing what's right, Mia says. Aren't we? Lola turns her head to Mia. Unfortunately, sometimes in science, what is right is determined by the results. Next time, Chapter 43.